real treat to be in here when there's no one else here. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. This week, I've been exploring physics in archaeology, and this gave me a convenient excuse for an out-of-hours tour of the Fitzwilliam Museum's Death on the Nile exhibition from the curators. Helen Strudwick explained a little more about the exhibition. The exhibition is basically very much about the funerary industry in Egypt, which was very much part of everyday life in Egypt. And it's very clear that death was part of the things that people dealt with on a daily basis. What we're doing with the coffins in particular, which is what the, the exhibition is focusing on in terms of material culture from Egypt, uh, we're looking at them to see what they tell us about the funerary industry, about the people and uh, the choices that were available to people and what kind of affected those choices over time. Most of the objects in the exhibition actually come from the Fitzwilliam Museum's own collection. There are a few loans, and we're actually beside one of those at the moment. This is from the British Museum. It's a very early coffin uh, and dates to the end of the Old Kingdom, so let's say roughly about 2400 BC. So the wood that you're looking at here, and it's a complete coffin, is nearly 4,500 years old, and that's pretty much of a miracle in its own right. And you wouldn't guess that, I think, from looking at it. I'm gobsmacked. I didn't realise that there were wooden things <laughs> still around, and it's definitely had a life, but I wouldn't have guessed 4,500 years. If you hadn't told me a coffin, I may, may have said linen box, but it's in extraordinarily good condition, I'd agree. Yeah, it's a, it's a remarkable thing, and um, one of the things we've wanted people to do coming into the exhibition is just to be wowed, actually, by the fact that it exists still after all that time. There's much more to these coffins than just what you can see on the surface, but how do you look deeper without destroying them? Well, this is where the tech comes in, specifically a standard hospital CT scanner. Co-curator Julie Dawson took me through the scan of another beautiful 3,000-year-old coffin. It starts to reveal some of the complexity of the structure that's hidden underneath this incredibly intricate decoration that we can't see. I mean, you can see here in the footboard, there's a whole sort of range. We know there are lots and lots of pieces of wood in there because we can see all these different connectors and we can see where some of them cross others. So showing us that, in fact, we're looking at parts of um, an older structure which has been interrupted. So using these techniques, you get a much, much fuller picture of what's going on and also without having to take anything apart. Yeah, absolutely. We couldn't see any of this from the surface, even on a conventional X-radiograph, actually, because there, because that's a two-dimensional image, you're seeing the whole structure in one go, and it's so complicated. There's so much going on just within this coffin side that actually it's very hard to understand what you're seeing, but the CT reveals that to us immediately. CT scanning is just one technique of many that has been hijacked by archaeologists. Nishid Karim, a physicist at Leicester University, is using some of these tools to re-visualise a Tudor tomb. She explained just how they work. First of all, there's LIDAR. It stands for a light-detecting and arranging instrument. It detects the height of the ground surface and its features. Now, often some of these things are hidden because of the texture of the surface. If you're just getting the actual height of the surface, you can actually get a little bit more detail sometimes because textures and things like that don't almost disguise the underground features. So things like moss or long grass, uh, they can all kind of cover up what you're looking at. So you need to strip away some of that and give you a clearer image. Exactly. What other techniques are there? 
The next technique is 3D scanning. It's where we are basically preserving monuments or other historical facts by scanning them and preserving them in a 3D virtual environment. There's also ground penetrating radar or GPR for short. And what you're doing is you're pointing a radar actually into the ground. If you've got rocks, it reflects pulse signals slightly differently to say if you had ice you're actually being able to tell how far each and every one of these layers is. So you can actually see underground without having to excavate. So all of these different techniques visualise things without actually damaging them or digging into them. And it sounds like you've got different levels of visual quality. So I guess you use them in different circumstances. You do. So although I've mentioned ground penetrating radar, it's a very good technique. However, it works only under certain conditions. If there's a lot of silt or a very rocky layer, sometimes it means that the data that's received is not substantial enough to form a 3D map image of the underground structure. So you have to base the different sort of instruments depending on what you're looking at. And some of it is trial and error. Recently, there has been some suggestion that the archaeological finding of the 20th century, Tutankhamun's tomb, may have another hidden chamber behind it. And radar is being used to confirm this. The images being returned are still fairly fuzzy and can only tell us if the chamber is there, not what's in it. But as these techniques improve and we can get more information without digging... Should we be leaving some of these objects in the ground to protect them? Here's Helen again. I think there's always a question about when is it right to excavate and when is it not. Sometimes the picture is, as you say, unclear when you do remote sensing. If one wanted to get a clearer picture, then sometimes the only answer would be to excavate. But then one has to ask the question, is it now the right time to be doing it or is it something that we could leave until later when maybe techniques are better and we could do better remote sensing. Of course there are um, situations where it's preferable to excavate because the object or the, the monument that you're spotting in the remote sensing is actually under threat. There are many examples of areas in Egypt where towns are expanding out into the desert where most of these monuments are. Agricultural areas are expanding in Egypt and these things are under real threat of being lost forever. Are there some things which would be better preserved if they were left underground? Some things will definitely be preserved better underground but as soon as you have indicated that there is something there of course then there's the danger that somebody's going to come and dig it up illicitly so that's another major problem in identifying things using remote sensing is that then you know these things become vulnerable and there's plenty of examples of things having been looted very recently.